I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Oops, the podcast. Julio Gallerati, Ryan Lynch. How's everybody doing? Young Ryan Lynch. Thank you. Uh, I'm very young. Not very young. What do you mean? I'm like. You don't think you're young? No, I do feel. I feel like I'm getting old. Really? Yeah. That, but we don't need to get into that. Yes, we do. There's not. No, no. There really isn't much to get into there. Bro, there is. I want what to ask you, about. What are you? 27? Were you? We have plenty of time to ask about that. You're not getting away from this yet. So easily, pal. That basket over there. The basket. That's what I had to ask. But okay, I'm turning 28 soon. And yeah, that was it. It's just a comment. No, I've, dude, this has been a recurring theme now on the show. You're starting to see people who are your age succeeding in, in a big way out there in the world, and you feel the pressure of that. A little bit. Yeah. Listen, yeah. dude, you've, ta- you've chosen a difficult path, but you know you can't keep a good man down, Lynch. You're, you're not old, and I'm not just saying that because I am. But I don't think I felt old at 28. You shouldn't. And there's no reason to ever feel old, guys. If you're listening, to the you show. feel you are the most young person. I, I like. You I think see. so? Yeah, you're I'm a young, young old you're, guy. You're younger than all of my 27 year old friends, in spirit. Interesting. You are like you just you just have like angelic energy. <laughs> Thanks, so bro. it helps. It helps. It helps a little bit. Yeah. Thank you, Lynch. Yeah, no problem. So I want to talk about the basket. Whenever I'm setting up the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Uh, so. For those of you at home that don't have the angle of his TV console section, there's a basket underneath that has all the cables connected to a, what do you call that? A power strip. A power strip. Now, the power strip, we need to use all six of those outlets for batteries and lights and the, uh, the, uh, the microphone recording machine. And so sometimes your Nintendo Switch is plugged in. Yes. And I'm just curious, every time I unplug it, does that fuck up your Nintendo big time where you have to do a big factory reset? No. And it like messes up with the Wi-Fi and things like that? No. Okay. Not at all. Okay, good. Because I just, I know I have to unplug it and I know I've asked you before that I need to unplug it and you said just unplug it and I was just curious if mm-hmm. every time we're done recording when you go to turn on the Switch, if you have to sit through like 30 minutes of software updates no, and no, like no, the, the tisk tisk of like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> so one thing you're not supposed to do is like unplug a console when like... It's on. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. no, it's not a problem at all. You guys, Lynch does a really great job in all ways. If you wanted to model yourself after somebody okay. when it comes to a work perspective, Lynch is the guy that you should be modeling yourself after. He works hard. He doesn't complain. He takes responsibility if he fucks up, which he never does. And if he does, it's, you know, people aren't perfect. Like you're occasionally going to have a tiny little thing, but Lynch is operating on an extremely high level. Hall of Fame numbers of consistency, uh, attention to detail. He gets it done. Uh, doesn't make excuses. He's just solid. Thank you. If, if we had to, if we had to make a list of things that Lynch does wrong, we can do it right now. Okay. <laughs> Are you prepared for this? Yeah. Number one, for like four weeks, no, for like four months, Lynch thought that the recycling bin was the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a recent development. This is, you know, it's stuff like that. Yeah. He, and, and stuff that if Lynch were to ever do something wrong, 
it wouldn't even be a thing I would tell him because it would be so minuscule. So I appreciate you. you, bro. You do a great job. And oh my god, that camera's not on. Is it really? I'm just kidding. Oh wow, you dog! I actually just kicked the tripod. I thought it was my fault. I was gonna blame myself for that. There's no. That's really nice of you, but there's no possible way if you kick the tripod for the record button to stop recording. Well, I, I don't. Know I would have known. I would have been. I would have owned up to that immediately. If that were to be the case, but thank I, you, I appreciate you're that. Welcome. I just watched Lynch go through his checklist of things before we started the show, and I was like, "Wow, this is a guy who does not let his guard down, and protocol rules all." Because there's a lot of steps when you make a pod, and it's very, very, very easy to fuck one of them up, mm-hmm. and it really makes a problem for the show. Yeah, knock on wood. So shout out to Lynch. Yeah, sometimes uh, when we have the dual screen going on, you might see me like poke my head forward and then lean over to the right. I'm just making sure that nothing's unplugged. Um, it's not like Tourette's or anything like that because it's usually every like seven minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, enough about how great Lynch is. It's time for me to I save my public image. Yes. Um, so you guys remember the whole, uh, Red Sox hat fiasco. We have gotten some clarity from the victim himself and it, it paints me in a much more positive light. So I remember Hillary, dude, this is funny. Hillary was like, why would you read that on the podcast? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, it just makes you look really bad. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I was like, you know what? It's funny you say that. Fucking Lynch not only wanted to read it, but he told me not to read it so that he could blindside me with it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. A nice little pulse of uh, uh, controversy. Yeah, right. Con- controversy. He- controversy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but look. It was a moment to paint some humanity into me, I guess. But there are some good updates <laughs> that make me look much, much better. So we need to read this at the beginning of the show. So this is what he had to say. So I saw the app. Flattered to have my email read, of course, dude. Um, <laughs> no, sir, I love this guy. I definitely, And then he goes, I definitely laid it on thick for dramatic effect. Mm. But when I said, quote, you threw it away, that was just an assumption. Ellipses. All you said on stage was that you took it and you were sorry. Which is true. I remember taking it, but I do not recall ever throwing it away or putting it somewhere where he could not find it. Okay. Okay. So that to me is, that's exonerating. Like I did not take this guy's hat, this new guy at the school and throw it away, dude. I simply moved it around and maybe that was instrumental in the hat disappearing forever. And for that, of course, I'm sorry, but I did not throw the hat away. That's important, everybody. Uh, Okay. So there's that. Uh, he reads on, we laughed and never really talked about it again. So who knows what happened to it? <coughs> Thank you. He goes entirely plausible. You put it somewhere. It was never found or passed along to someone else who tossed it or lost it or something else happened. He goes, I guess it's even possible. You didn't take it. I think I did take it. Just saying. Uh, but then I doubt you would have mentioned it so many year, years later on stage. Either way, you're totally off the hook, man. <laughs> the story is more meaningful than a hat. Thank you, dude. But also I did not fucking throw the hat out. Okay, just so everybody knows. Uh, but it does seem like it was my fault. Okay, whatever. Right? We, we never open up the podcast with an email, and it just goes to show how much this has been bothering you for you it's to want to open up really the episode, hot. I can tell. There's been a couple things. There was that, and there's something else I said that, oh, the Uber tipping thing, dude. Yeah. I'm, but the clip went viral, dude. I know, thank God. <laughs> the clip's ripping. That didn't paint you in a nice picture. It did not. you're so much more than that. Thank you, Lynch. But... Uh, so, so, so Hill Dog comes to you with this. Is this after you have the reinforcements of the forgiveness via text message? 
whoa, I try to use some big words. There. I let, don't let remember. Try. I don't remember the order. I actually, I don't think it matters because we're now talking about this now, but there was still this long period of time in between when I said that unto the world. I know. And when, so my dad said it too. My dad's like, you need to like, I was like, well, we're really happy. He's like, you should immediately say that. It made you look really bad. Wow. And I was like, Jesus Christ, guys. Let so, us know. Let us, did you guys all like think to yourselves like, holy shit. Who is this guy that I've spent hundreds well, of hours with? I doubt it. I hope not. But anyway, so th let me finish what he said. You're so he goes, I guess it's even possible you didn't take a blah, blah, blah. He goes, either way, you're totally off the hook. The story's more meaningful than a hat. At the end of the day, it's just a material possession. They come and go. I did not throw it away. Uh, but the good memories <laughs> and laughs last a lifetime. Okay. He then sent me a picture of a new Red Sox hat. He goes, and I do have a new hat that isn't identical, but the closest one that I could find to that album. This hat really meant a lot to this guy. Yeah. Glad to hear the taping went well. Can't wait till it comes out. Love him. Nice. Uh, so anyway. It was a matter of two episodes where that was resolved. Yeah. Hopefully that got me off the hook a bit. I think you're good. I think you're good. Okay. So we have, too much. we have a couple things we wanted to talk about. So the first one is about time management. Time management. It's a good topic. We <laughs> talked about a little bit on the Mike Cannon conversation. Um, and it can be something that's difficult. If you're self-employed or you structure your own day and you have to give yourself structure. It can be hard to do that effectively. And there are there are sort of impulses that can work against you. And Lynch and I were chatting earlier, and it sounds as if it's possible that we both suffer from some of the same pitfalls when it comes to sort of time management and scheduling and stuff. So I'm curious, if you want to kick this off, Lynch, we can get into it here. Yeah. So Victoria went, let me, I'll start off with this. So let me, let me set the stage on how the last week has went, and that is what led to us talking about it when I shut up today. Victoria went away for a business trip. She is out of the apartment for seven full days. And this is a topic that we have talked about in the past too, uh, even when Francis was still on the show, just about the idea of when your partner goes out of town, mayhem can sort of present itself. It can. And I, I struggle with it. I, I miss her dearly. She still has <laughs> got like two or three days. Till she's she, gone still. Yeah, she's still gone. And, you know... I usually am left alone maybe for a weekend, maybe three days, maybe four days, which is bad. I'm home alone for seven full days and I have a lot of work to do. And when you have the apartment to yourself and you're, you know, you're a creator and, uh, you know, you want to take advantage of the silence of having the entire space to yourself. Um, and then through that, you put pressure on yourself to uh, execute as, as much content as possible write as many jokes as possible to the point where the pressure that you put on yourself to do it all within this time frame, it just, it just turns into an absolute mess in your head. So why, but why like, is it so different with her not there? There there's, there's surveillance. Uh, when, when somebody else is in the apartment, when, when Victoria is home, I tend to be getting my work done a lot faster. I tend to just you know, cause she, she's sitting right there doing her work too. So like seeing her there, I don't want her to see me Not acting working. distracted okay. right, right, right. Um, or I, indulging in, in procrastination. So when she's not there, that makes things really difficult, Interesting. especially when you know that she's not going to be there for a full work week. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in terms of like podcast stuff, I was able to get all that done normally. But when it comes to taking advantage of having a space to yourself to create, I just, I just was struggling so hard to even come up with one idea <laughs> and, uh, that, that is where I kind of spiraled and, uh, 
just right. wasn't able to succeed. So there's a couple of things at play here that are interesting. So the first thing is a term that um, Yasmin, our friend over at Reboot Eco, introduced me to. And it's an ADD thing, uh, but it's called body doubling. Have you heard of this before? No. And body doubling is this phenomenon where if there's someone else there, you just work better. Yeah. Just because another person is there. Somehow that turns into you being more productive. I feel that for sure. The more that Hill Dog has gone back into the office, I find it a little bit more difficult to structure my days. But there's something more specific here that's worth noting. So you had this big period of time. You're like, I'm going to do this. I have this full day to do all these things. I'm going to do them all, right? For whatever reason, that makes it much more difficult to execute the task. A, because you make it into a bigger task. There's all this stuff that as long as if you were to work the whole day, you could do it in your mind. Two important things. First of all, you probably could do it faster than the entire day. You've decided that it's going to take you the whole day. It may not. All you need to do is sit down and do it. And maybe it'll only take you a half hour to do some of this stuff. Right? So there's that. But also when you pile on like that, you put like major tasks one after the other. The, 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 fa- the idea that you're going to be able to manufacture the brain power to do all of them is unrealistic. And the fact that you know you have all those things to do after makes it harder to even start the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, this happens to me too. I'll be like on Monday, I'm going to do this, all of this. And the Monday will be my day for that. And I think that I just work better when I do a little bit at a, at a time of everything. Yeah. Or just not, not think and plan it so much. Like why am I allocating these big chunks of time to things? Mm-hmm. Just do them and get them done. Yeah. And I agree. I have, I'll have the same thought process as you just elegantly laid out. But then when it comes to execution, like, you know, I'll think like, okay, like that's, that's the mindset. I should just do a little bit at a time, but then you're presented with, you know, the scenario in which you should continue to implement that. But then you start thinking, wait a minute, I can do more because of there's, because there's less people here. And right. then that's where you go and do exactly what I said and, and what you said not to do. You do nothing. You end up doing nothing. Yeah. Instead of doing all of it, you do none of it. Uh, and what a waste of time. Yeah. And then suddenly and feel really bad. The reason why you allocated that day is because the next day you have stuff. So not only did you do nothing, now the next day you can't do it either because you have something else to do that day. And it's also interesting too, sometimes I think, dude, it would be fun to like make a place for other people to do this kind of work. Like somehow it would turn into collaboration. It would turn into like being able to do more. Somehow like sitting there by yourself and trying to do it can just be really, really fucking difficult for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth implementing any trick you can. One thing that's interesting too, it's like if somebody else is sort of over overlooking what you're doing, it makes it so much easier to do for some reason, even if the work is hard or not. Like, so. okay, for example, like, and granted, I'm sure I don't want to speak for you, but like the pod, for example, right? Like some of the pod responsibilities are part of your literal job, right? So therefore, for some reason... It, I would, I don't want to make assumptions, but you can tell me it might be easier to approach that work than it is to approach your own work of something you're trying to get off the ground for yourself personally, where you, you, you're answering to yourself as opposed to answering to me. You mean it's, it's easier to get the oops work done yes. than my personal stuff? Yeah. Is that 100%, true? percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's true for me too. It's like also if, deadline driven. Like it deadline has driven, to get done. Has to get done. When things need to get done, when there's strict deadlines, also set by people, not just yourself. You can set deadlines. You can say, I got to make five TikToks by the end of the day. But at the same time, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. You can push that deadline back. Totally. But when it comes to the podcast, Tuesdays, Thursdays, yep. haven't missed an episode yet. We can't miss an episode. Never. So like, it's just like that, that doesn't ever 
come into the procrastination thing list of things I got to do. It right. gets done, and then I have my list. Exactly, of to do. exactly, exactly. Um, um, and sometimes I'm like, I want to just pretend that I'm answering to myself. Let's pretend I'm employed by me, which is true. But if I were to not do it, I'm going to get punished or something. And it just like doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different thing. Now, look, we sit here, we complain. We're both clearly self-motivated people. Like, I've gotten a lot done. Uh, and I would even say more so than other people who, like, talk a lot and don't get things done. Like, I'll even look at some of my peers and be like, I've heard this guy talk about this idea a bunch, but he's never actually done it. And I've done my idea, so I'm happy about that. But still, it can be a struggle to just get there, uh, get it done, get motivated, get cooking do the things that you know you should be doing to advance your career. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those are the things that are the easiest things to not do are, can be some of the most corrosive habits. Cause it's like, think, well, I could do that, but I don't have to by making that. I don't have to, and not doing a decision like over time that can really negatively affect you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going and hanging out at that comedy club, going and having lunch with somebody because you think maybe you guys can help each other, but not being sure. You know what I mean? I don't know. Hill dog even said, she's like, it would be a really, I was like, I wish that I could create a workspace of all people that could help me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you could help them. Maybe. Well, that's, but it's, that's, that's kind of like the barter system of it. Like you can trade off. You can, you know, you could film a TikTok for some guy and then they can mm -hmm. act in a skit for you or edit or whatever. Well, for me, it's more selfishly rooted. I don't care about their needs. I only care about mine in this utopian scenario that I'm creating. In this creative we work. Yeah, but it's the Julia work. So you come in, you tell me <laughs> what you're up to and I say, okay, great. And you pay me also to be there. And Hillary's like, this is actually not a bad idea. This is giving Microsoft and Seattle vibes. <laughs> this is giving Microsoft and Seattle vibes, which by the way, the, one of the people who I know who works there is currently in South Africa. Can't explain it. I, she's just been gallivanting all over the world consistently since I had, consistently since I had the Seattle pipe dream. Good for her. Um, so anyway, good luck getting the work done, but this transitions nicely into the next thing I want to talk about. So if you have anything you want to say, say it now or circle back later. Just one, one thing... One thing I'll say, when you have been in an apartment by yourself for five days, you've left to like go to the gym and like get groceries and stuff like that. But when you walk into the apartment and you close the door and you go into the closet to grab your tripod and you take the little legs out and you set it up all by yourself and then you set up your box light and then you... you put the piece of fabric over it so the light doesn't burn your eyes and you prop everything up and you make sure that the background is clean and you go and stand in front of the camera and then you try to f shoot content that you don't even know what you're trying to do. That's really sad. And that's, <laughs> that's how, that's how the last like four or five days have been really sad. Ah, I'm just like, my writer's block. I'm just like speak. I'm like, I'm just like, Yo, do you want a hug or a handshake? I'm just like, I'm just like trying stuff. I have a list of things. Nothing's working. I'm not getting enough sleep. My eyes don't, I don't like the way my eyes look. <laughs> um, they're too veiny and you know, but, but the reality of it is you, you try the best you can for however long you can. And then if it's not working, you just, you know, accept it and then you give up and then you have to put all of those things away when you're closing the tripod legs after bringing them out after oh, attempting to shoot something only to not be able to shoot anything. And then you take the fabric off of the box light and then you unwheel or you unscrew the light and then you put it back in its separate bag than what the tripod goes into. And then you put it back into the closet and you close the door. You just think to yourself, I just wasted two hours. 
or mm. I just wasted an hour. That's really dark. And it gets sad because you, you do it you do it three times over the last like four or five days and you just you just can't think. But I know for a fact as soon as Victoria comes home, I'm going to have an idea and I'm going to want to shoot it right away and I won't be able to do it because she'll be in the middle of a meeting at the desk. And that's not her <laughs> fault. That's just, well, I guess, that's how the, the world works then. sometimes too. That's where the pressure comes from. The reason why you're like, I'm going to do all these today because you don't have to worry about her being on the phone. Yeah. You can scream about whatever restaurant you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're just eating a bite of sweet green. You're like, man, this is so fucking good. I have no negative notes. Yeah. You're sitting there staring into the abyss, wearing a tie. Mm hmm. Yeah, you think when you're alone that long, you think a lot. So I'm I'm doing all right. I had a fun time with Mike, uh, and you're I'm glad to be here there. with you. But I still got like I'm like halfway there. Yeah, I really miss her. I I love her. She I need her back. I need her to come back. Victoria, is, come home. Uh, paper towels, like there's paper. It's, it's 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 a sad home. It's clean. It's not mess. It's not dirty. It's little. It's just it's just sad and quiet. It's so quiet. And just no creativity. No, it's nothing. And then one one more thing to, to tag on to this. I text I texted you on on Friday or Saturday. I sent you my screen time. Oh yeah, it was bad, bro. You need your screen time. I to be know, bad. but I don't need my screen time to be thirteen and a half hours in a day <laughs> to upload a couple TikToks, Instagram, Snap store, Snap stories, and YouTube shorts for the pod. <laughs> thirteen and a half hours on Friday, I spent on TikTok That's or no on on my phone. Basically the entire day. I mean, I don't know how much you slept that night, but my phone was in my left hand the whole day. And when I put my phone down, I'd go onto my computer and I'd go to start writing scripts and stuff or an ideas for, for TikTok rants. And then you're in the middle of typing something. And then I just think to myself, I'm like, hmm, how much does Nerland's Noel make? And <laughs> then I Google all these random NBA players and their salaries. And then I watch compilations of little league world series players uh getting into fights and getting hurt and then it's just and then it's then it's then it's 1 a.m mm. well bro it's, listen it's fine dude okay. you you like that is a much more inflated figure because of the fact that you are on your phone for work for all of your work including tiktok for you the pod all the shit mm -hmm. like you're fine dude yeah vibes are good i'm just telling that's you just, need victoria to come back is what yeah you need. i need i need back you need her back bro. We were talking about self-fulfilling prophecies earlier, and it is funny that sometimes just by having a thought in your brain, you can make it real. Mm -hmm. For me, it was most recently when I was talking about my comedy special, and I was worried that I was going to get sick, even though there was no reason to think I was going to get sick. I felt completely fine, but because I kept thinking about it, it made me think that I was going to get sick and thus produce that. You can do the same thing in the bedroom, dude. You can be like, oh, I need to perform well. I need to do this. And before you know it, you're in your own head and you cannot perform. Mm -hmm. Whether it be a stamina-based thing or just even your barrier to entry performing at all. You can't even participate because you've convinced yourself that there's a problem even when there isn't. It happens to everybody and sometimes you got to snap out of it. And one thing that you can use to help is joy mode. Joy mode. No more negative manifesting. Joy mode has a variety of products uh, sort of aimed at letting a man live his best life. Right? Yeah, not get too clouded by what could or can't be. Just lets you do. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Their trademark product, the Sexual Performance Booster, is every man's solution for increased blood flow, firmness, stamina, and performance. And it also just promotes overall wellness, too, which is awesome. Solid little concoction of vitamins and stuff that can help your performance in life, not just in the bedroom. Like having a confidence boost. Exactly. In Lynch. and outside of the bedroom. Comes in a palm-sized packet like your favorite electrolyte powder. 
Simply mix with six to eight ounces of water 45 minutes before sexual activity and watch the magic unfold. Literally. Stir, stir, purr, purr. <laughs> Redefine your intimacy and go to usejoymode.com for 20% off with code OOPS. That's 20% off and free shipping with code OOPS at usejoymode.com. Ingredients with integrity, Joy Mode. Tori and I had this discussion. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious if how you feel about it. So here's the here's the, the deal. You would need to move to and live in Seattle for the next five years. But it's guaranteed that you and Victoria will each be earning $500,000 a year in those five years. But you have to live in Seattle. Would you do it? And yes, it would mean that you'd have to stop doing the pod. But I mean, it's a lot of money. Would you do it or not? Yeah. You would do it. I would move to Seattle. I haven't been there yet, and it's it's my favorite city that I haven't visited yet. Yeah, and I also don't mind the the lack of sun. Mm-hmm. That's good for me. I five hundred thousand. That's fine. The salmon's good out there. <laughs> I'd I'd be okay living in Seattle. Other other the other cities, I would not say yes to that. But Seattle, yes. What cities would you say yes to? Besides New York, same salary five hundred. I'm assuming L A. You'd say yes because you L A. San Francisco, anywhere in California. Mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, Oregon. Interesting. Um, so Portland, I don't know, Denver. Uh, $500,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot. It might just be like a yes. It, that might be Five a years. yes. You yeah. each make 500000 Would yeah. she do it to you, think? I don't know. She's like a big family person. As am I. But like, Look, you're making a lot of money now. Like, I know, but still. So I had two big questions here, though. Is it a W two five hundred thousand or is it a ten ninety nine five hundred thousand? Mm. I think the W two five hundred. I'm without a doubt out. Yeah, it'll no, be look, significantly I'm older than you. Lower. I'm in a different place in my. You know, I like. It's maybe a little different, but to me, netting half of that, I'm not sure is compelling enough to make me have to move away from the epicenter of my job. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I think I might cut the list in half. I think I'd still say yes for 250k each after taxes at a bunch of cities in the country, but I'd probably start saying no if I had to do W2s. Interesting. Yeah. I, so it's funny, it's the exact amount of money where it's it's not the answer is not clear to me. So the mil, like the million combined um you know, more than our current combined obviously. Um and it's the amount of money where, while it's solid, obviously, it's very solid, you know, there's five years, there's five years gone. And how difficult will it be to pivot after that five years? Will I find my way in a way that I never could have imagined? And now I'm on this brand new path and I made a bunch of money and I figured it out and life is perfect. Or am I taking myself out of the comedy stuff that I've tried so hard to build? And Hillary, I said this to Hillary and she thought it was funny. I was like, Imagine all the things I could do with 500,000 besides all the things that I like doing doing now that I would no longer be able to do, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. doing comedy in the city, being in the city, enjoying New York. And when I say the city, I mean, New York City. So I don't know, bro. You got to think about the age in which you do it. So it'd be we're talking about present day, present day. So would I be able to bounce back from that five, that two and a half million dollars that I make 
in five years. Let's say, now obviously I have to pay taxes on even if it's 1099, but at a lower rate, if I have business expenses, whatever, like I'll end up paying a lower percentage of taxes. Mm -hmm. Um, So what does that end up meaning? And it's the amount of money where it's like not quite enough to, you're not just like on easy street for the rest of your life with that amount of money, especially if I intend to live in a popular city. It's just not enough money to like sit back and rest on. It's just not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so due to tech, technically speaking, do you need to be, you need to be in that state or that city for the whole five years? You can't leave. No, you can do whatever you want. So can't you do the, the whole, you need to spend more than half of the year in your city and then you can spend uh whatever half of 365 minus one days is in new york so you technically you're not a new york resident interesting but in that scenario now i'm double paying rent in two of the most expensive cities in the country well okay so, so now if it's seattle i live in seattle and new york and if i wanted us a, a livable solid apartment here you know i'm now double paying rent in a way that's like pretty crazy but I guess we could figure out the the budgeting number there and see if it were to have make to where to make sense. It might require a deeper dive, but I would say after thoroughly thinking about it, I don't think it's enough money to make make me uproot my life. And maybe that's a mistake. How much money do you think would be enough? Double, seven fifty, a million, a million might do it. A million a year, mm-hmm. each. Mm-hmm. I forget about the each. Seven fifty might do it too. Yeah, I feel like you can still. Yeah, you don't have the New York comedy scene. I'm I'm but, just not convinced that the way that I'm doing it right now isn't going to work out. Like maybe I don't have to find an out. Maybe if I just maybe if I just stick with it a little longer. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. Because I don't want to take away that possibility by moving for that amount of money. Even though there's a very good chance that that's more money than I'm going to earn in the next five years. Mm. but is it more money than I'm going to earn in the next 10 years? Again, probably, maybe, maybe not like in, will the 10 year amount be more or less if I were to stay in New York for five years? Yeah. No, granted I could, t- I'm making enough money now that I could maybe turn, I could maybe go hard on the travel shit and like put, put a bunch of money into that and have that up and running and be traveling around making content. Who knows? Still go on the road. I don't know. I don't know what it would look like, but it's mm. an interesting thing to, to consider. I don't know. What 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 brought this up? I don't know. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, would you rather... Actually, I had a, a like kind of a funny would you rather that turned into this. Mm. I was like, would you rather get like jerked off by someone <laughs> who, like one of your boys, and it would be like really awkward for 30 seconds, or you have to spoon with him for seven straight nights and you're the little spoon? Sounds the second one sounds really nice, <laughs> but for the entire night, bro, you're sleeping with your boy and spooning. That's okay. That's and, okay. And he's spooning you. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. The the thirty seconds wouldn't be enough for me to like even enjoy it. Well, you obviously would. Theoretically, the the what point is that of, supposed to mean? No, the point. The point of this <laughs> is that theoretically you wouldn't be enjoying either scenario. Yeah. Um. I don't know what what did uh, what did she say to that? She just went, honey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this doesn't apply to her. This is a thing you ask your boys, not a thing you ask your girl. I think I do the the the, the cuddle because I've I have some friends that you know they they take care of themselves. They don't smell bad or anything like that. I could I could cuddle with one of the boys. 
For seven or like, straight nights. Like they did in uh what was that horribly sad airplane crash movie that came out recently? Society in the snow. Oh, I didn't see it. They were it. all cuddling with each other, but that was like to survive. That's yeah. like the macaques in uh Planet Earth three. They cuddle to survive the winter, the mon- the monkeys. Yeah. So I, I don't think that'd be that bad. What would you rather do? It depends on the person, but I think almost across the board I'd prefer the the first one over the cuddling. And it's a one time thing? Or seven, yeah, just yeah. thirty seconds. It doesn't even need to like no, no progress needs to be made during that thirty seconds either. Uh, seven straight nights of of discomfort is worse to me than thirty seconds of discomfort. Even if the thirty seconds of discomfort is potentially a worse kind of discomfort, I could easily move forward from that. But I feel like a, a the, the first option could be like a friendship ruiner. Nah, oh, dude, that's <laughs> fucking weird. It is weird. It's a little weird. I don't know. The cuddling, that's a lot. That's seven days is kind of to the point where there probably would be like, it would get so uncomfortable and like maybe something would happen. And like, cause that, that's just, that's too intimate. You mean you just wouldn't sleep also. Like I don't like sleep. Like you, you have to sleep in that position. So you might, oh, I can't, I'll, I'll break out on whatever side of my face that yeah. I'm la- laying on the pillow. So no, I'd have to get the jerk off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Thanks. Yeah. I thought it was good too. Yeah. These were asking the tough questions here, guys. Yeah. Speaking of which, dude, the monkey thing. By the way, do you have something to add on to this? Okay. The monkey situation is really fascinating. These monkeys, they work the temple. As this, I'll put that in quotes. I forget what country it is. It might be like Indonesia or something. And uh, tourists will walk by and shit, and the monkeys steal shit from them. So glasses, they'll steal uh, their wallet, whatever. But but let's start glasses, hat. Those are like the, the, the preliminary things that the young monkeys will steal. Mm-hmm. And then the people will give them food and they give the thing back. So the person will give them a banana or a cookie and then the monkey will take the cookie, drop the thing and run away and the person gets it back. This is the hustle. But the older monkeys are more clever and they take more important things. They know what you can't live without. So for example, they'll take your phone or they'll take your wallet, like I said, or your shoe. They steal your shoe off your foot. And then when you try to bargain with them, if they don't, they know they have more bargaining power. So if you try to give them a banana, they, they tell you to go fuck yourself. Like I want two? Yeah, maybe. And maybe you'll offer two and they'll still go, ah! And then you give them a chocolate bar and then they give your shit back. Mm. So these monkeys are all fat and shit because they're eating Pringles. Dude, this is fascinating. This is on Planet Earth 3. How do, they, how do they get access to your wallet and your phone? Are you like handing you're it to them? You're sitting there holding your phone or you're looking at it and they sneak up behind you and they pick it out of your hand. So this isn't like a part of, or this isn't like a part of like a tour where like, you're like, all right, here come the monkeys. The monkeys are going to steal from you. No, the monkeys. Watch your pockets. The monkeys sneak up on you and they, they really, steal your they shit. They really sneak up on and you. And then they make you give them something good enough to give it back to you. If they have an important enough item, they're that smart. What if you don't have anything to give back? I'm not sure, bro. How do you how do you say at the airport that a monkey took your wallet when you're trying to go home? I, I don't know. I wonder. That's a very good question. I wonder what happens at that point. I'm sure that's happened at least once. Maybe you know. Maybe you ask a local, and they're like, "You need to go buy a candy bar, and then he'll give it back to you." And what if monkey, you, What if he runs away? And you're like, "Dude, wait right here." <laughs> or maybe you stand with him because it seems like these monkeys are pretty patient, and you send someone to get a candy bar. Your friend you're with. You're probably not there alone. Yeah. I know. I'd be bugging right, out because right. if that thing if that thing goes away, yeah. go, your so does your stuff forever. <laughs> so I found I don't know if they had it on Planet Earth one I forget but Planet Earth two and Planet Earth three both have 
episodes where they talk about animals interaction with humans and how that changes things. So there's like a cities episode. And then in this most recent one, there's one called human. And I think there might also, I forget if they're cities and human or if they just like change the names, but it's really fascinating uh, to just see how these human built environments have become these wonderful ecosystems for wildlife. So there's certain animals that are now prefer living in cities like in planet earth too. There's some Falcon peregrine Falcon or something, which loves living in New York city and they live there now. Uh, and another really cool one in planet earth three, they talk about cobras. So first of all, some of these snakes, I didn't realize that it was this, this like serious, but there are certain snakes where like, if you get bitten by it, you have like 30, 30 minutes till you die. Uh, unless you get help or is it like unless too you get, late? unless you get help within the 30 minutes so there's yeah. things you can do i know that like the sucking out the poison is a classic one cutting off the blood flow and just making sure you have access to professional help i didn't realize that it was that it could be that dire and there's a list of of snakes but one of them is the king cobra so the king cobra is like on the top most poisonous they live in india and some other places i forget where else but they're talking about how in this one part of india I think it was India people sort of like treat the Cobras with a lot of respect. So they sort of allow them to live amongst them and shit, dude, it's crazy. (laughs) But because of that, the it's actually changed the behavior of the species because the Cobras now know that the people aren't a threat to them. So they're not threatened by the people and Cobras don't bite people unless they feel threatened by them. So just like coexist pretty much amicably. Yep. And that's a, that's a new thing for the species, which is pretty fucking cool. How long, how long did that take? I'm not sure, but yeah, it's interesting. And then there's other, there's so, and I'm sorry that I, this is so fascinating to me. This is like clearly my favorite kind of show. I've for years on this podcast. You don't need to apologize for that. But apparently like, uh, whales shitting is like one of the best things for the atmosphere. It's the equivalent of some shocking amount of trees being planted like that in and of itself in a year is responsible for like the, it's the equivalent of billions of trees being planted. Mm-hmm. So I like hearing about these positive things to the environment, not just the negative things. You know what I mean? Like for years I was like, oh, this is the thing. This is the thing. And now it's like, oh, industrial farming is the thing and growing the food to feed all this. thing. we don't need to go back into this right now, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting how there are updates and, and things that we can feel good about to go along with all these big alarms that are being sounded. So yeah, hundred percent. That's that. Yeah. Um, have you, um, have you ever, uh, taking yourself out to dinner yeah just by yourself yeah i actually enjoy it yeah have you been doing that i did that on saturday i I was being a a social butterfly (laughs) escaping my dark apartment i didn't want to be anywhere (laughs) near it i had two birthday parties uh just dropped in to say hi one in hoboken and then one in the city and then i didn't want to go home and so i you you hadn't eaten yet uh no not really they were daytime birthday parties daytime birthday parties pizza fun my friends give me shit for peeling the cheese off. So I just had like one one slice uh, of pepperoni and bread. And so I, I walk by, uh, there's this restaurant by my apartment called 12 Chairs. And oh, yeah. it's, it's, Israeli it's restaurant, amazing. Right? So good. I love it there. And so I wouldn't I would typically do like takeout if I'm alone or something. But I was just like, I got some cash in my pocket. It doesn't count. It's a free dinner. And uh, I walked in and I sat at the bar by myself. And just, I've never really done that. I usually will do like a, a takeout or a fast casual takeout of them by myself. And it was fun. Nice, dude. And uh, I got like a free shot of tequila for being there. And people are like looking at me because... Is this where the... Okay, so that that story comes on the next episode. That's on the next episode. But, so I'll put... Yeah, so I'm just going to talk about the positives. Interesting. Um, 
but I'm sitting there by myself in between these two couples and like both turn and look at me and they're like, what are you doing here all by yourself? They said that? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's rude. It was, it was, uh, I think it was flirtatious. They're like, do you want to fuck us? It was, it was <laughs> kind of flirtatious. And so I was just, I, I just said, I'm just, you know, my social battery's drained. I'm, I'm going to enjoy dinner by myself. Thank you very much. You said that to them? Yes. Jesus Christ. Lynch, <laughs> more and more, the stories that Lynch tells us in pub, about himself in public are crazy. Dude, it was fantastic. So was, they tried, a couple tried to talk to you. No, it was, a, it was there were two girls having dinner together. Okay. And so they, they were asking and I just Ooh. said, I don't, I said, I also said like, I didn't want to talk. And stuff. I was just like, I'm just enjoying dinner by myself. I didn't look at my phone. I just like was looking at the bartender, watching him shake drinks. They were laughing a lot, so I just maybe would chime in with a. <laughs> Wait, but you said, but you told them to stop talking to you, or was it like more subtle than that? You're like, oh, I'm just recharging myself. I didn't say battery. I didn't say don't stop, but I said recharging my social battery. Oh, nice, because the because the, the the way that they asked was a little like. This is kind of weird. Oh, like, did you get stood up? Like, that was like the okay, that was okay, the inflection okay, 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 of their tone. So, you were, so, so I want to reassure like, them that I was like, actually, no, we're I'm cool. I've made this choice. I'm here, yeah. and, uh, and I'm out was, of your league. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it was uh, then I got the free shots because it was International Bartenders Day. You took it, and then I did it, and then I cheersed with uh, the next set of uh, a, a group of girls that came and just you know had a laugh with the bartender, and uh, I had a big meal great and uh the music was loud they have tambourines in there Fun, so dude. it was just really it was really great and then nice. yeah just left Rules. it was empowering it felt That's good great. to just get dinner by myself so i do this all the time and hill dog tells me that it's like sad but not in a way where she's like picking on me and in a way that she like feels bad for me and wants to give me a hug uh so i do it all the time but this is why if i so first of all by going to get the food it makes it much less expensive. If you are having the food brought to you, if you're ordering for one, it it's not shocking if it more if it doubles in price or more. Because A, Uber Eats, they upcharge on the menu, so the item already costs more because you're ordering it from Uber Eats. And did you know that? I I that is my belief as well. No, it's just it's not even a belief. It's like a thing that's twelve dollars on Uber Eats will be like fifteen before any of the fees. The items are actually more expensive on the Uber Eats menu most of the time. Mm. But I'm fine with that because of the convenience. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. I so agree with that. So there's that. And I then the charges, the, the fees, the tip, everything. By the time you're done, the $12 thing is now $26. And you'll you'll stomach it if, if you're like, whatever, I don't feel like getting it. But I try to not fall for that. Mm -hmm. So I'll go get it. So I'll order from a place and I'll go pick it up. Now, what will happen is if I'm ordering to pick up or if I just order there, I typically, once I have the hot food, I get very anxious walking around with it. Once I have it in my hands, I want to eat it immediately. So <laughs> you've the, said this before. Yeah. The process of walking to my apartment is brutal for me. And I need to get better about this. This is a bad quality. So sometimes what I'll even do if I'm like buying something in like a supermarket where there isn't even a place where you can sit, I'll literally just stand in the street and like eat a salad. And I've got like people have walked by and be like, Julio. And I'm like eating a salad standing in between two cars, like a crazy person. And I'm like, I need to stop doing that. So uh, that is the reason why I'm willing to tolerate the sort of sitting alone. But I like being by myself. It's fine. Yeah. And I don't think it's sad. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was good. I just thought. Mm -hmm. And that was good for me. I don't, I don't, I usually, you know, Victoria being gone, the, the pros and cons, like I, I love spending time with her, but being alone, you know, you just get to live in your thoughts. 
yeah. and, and sort things out and totally. you're in a good spot. So I, I really enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You deserve it. Thank you. Um, this this t- uh, kind of like transitions nicely into a thing that yeah. I have to talk about regarding takeout and pickup and stuff. So I had a funny sort of series happen to me today while I was going to pick up a bagel. And tell me if I if I did it right or what the proper move is here and I'll kind of explain all the different things to you and you guys can also decide. So I went to a pretty well-known bagel place. It's a very, very good bagel place. And it's one of those places where it's so good that it's a little hectic. You know, you order and then you kind of don't know where to stand and you wait for them to be, and, and you know what I mean? Like almost like a Peppy's or a Sally's where it's like, it's so good that it's like chaos. Mm-hmm. You wait for three hours or, you know, it may, they cut it however they want it and, and you put up with it because of the reputation. So this bagel place falls under that umbrella. So it's already a little chaotic. I order a whole wheat everything bagel, not toasted, with tofu scallion cream cheese. Okay. Did you order it on it? I ordered it in person. No, I mean, did you order the cream cheese on the bagel? Yes. Okay. Um, what I was intending to do was it's cut in half and I sort of do a, I do a rotated twist when I pull the bagel off and it tends to sort of distribute the cream cheese evenly. And if not, I'll redistribute it myself. Uh, they put a kind of healthy dollop on there. And in my opinion, at a good bagel place, it doesn't need to be toasted to be good. It should be fresh and soft and warm. That's how you know you're eating a good bagel. In my opinion, toasting it is when you buy the bagels in the fucking store in 12 pack. Anyway, so I order that and it's true. (laughs) It's just true. Yeah. I'm going to hold my thoughts. There are people who disagree with this, but if you're eating a really good bagel, you don't need to toast it. Whatever. Maybe you prefer it and that's fine. And if that's what you're thinking, Ryan. I'm listening. I really am. So I'm giving you guys as much detail as you need. So then I also order an iced coffee with oat milk. Okay. So I go to checkout. I'm not even paying attention. And I see the woman holding a bagel and she's like, and she's looking at the guy who made it. She's looking around. She's looking at me. She goes, what'd you order? I'm like, holy everything. She's like, I think this is yours. And I'm like, okay. And I start to notice. And I, I wouldn't have noticed. She looked at the guy and she like, sh- she shrugged and rolled her eyes at the bagel man. There's a bunch of bagel guys. And they go, next, next. And you have to go over. So I'm re- I put together what had happened. He had taken my bagel, given it to another guy. The guy opened it, realized it wasn't his, gave it back. And then they tried to figure out whose it was. Turned out it was mine. Okay. I might not have caught on to that and it wouldn't have been a big deal, but I did catch on to it and I'm kind of like, okay. And they're like, this is yours. And I go, yes. Okay. And they give it to me and that's it. And I'm kind of like, I would have appreciated if they had offered to remake it since another guy opened it. It's not a big deal. I don't, I'm not really a germ freak. Even if the guy touched it, which he probably didn't even touch it. He probably only touched the paper, but now it's sort of like not wrapped as perfectly as it was. And I'm looking forward to this. You know, this is my big bagel. It's going to be delicious. I kind of want it perfectly. So I'd appreciate at least if they'd be forthcoming and be like, do you want us to remake it? And then I'll say no and I'll eat it. But they didn't do that. So I stood there for a while thinking about what to do. And the woman's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, they gave this to the wrong guy. And, you know, and before I could even do that, the guy comes over and he's like, what's wrong? He's like, is that not what you ordered? I go, it is what I ordered. He goes, okay. I'm like, but you know, another guy was touching it and shit, dude. I don't know. He goes, all right, fine. Takes it back and goes to remake it. I feel okay about that whole part of it. Do you think I'm fair up to this point? Yes. It's fine, right? Yes. I couldn't help but think that in Afghanistan, it wouldn't have been a problem at all. They said, no problem, brother. No problem. <laughs> they would have put their hand on their chest. No, no, no problem. No problem, brother. And then they would have shared the bagel with me too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm being a piece of shit right now. But no, dude, like I would have appreciated that everybody behaved the way they were supposed to. 
I didn't feel too bad about it. Then when he gave me the new bagel, I was like, thank you, man. I pre- Thanks for doing that. And he's like, no problem. The woman said, sorry. I'm like, it's all good. I'll be back. It's all good. I start walking down the street. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm like, something's weird about this coffee. Whole, it's whole milk. I can taste it. I'm like, this is milk. <sighs> Fuck. I'm like, do I go back? Am I being a pain in the ass? Or is this, I'm like, I'm going to go back. I go back. I'm like, hey, sorry to keep being annoying, but this is, I said, oat. I said, this is whole milk. She goes, I know. I was like, I said, oat milk. And she was like, okay, sorry. Goes and remakes the coffee. She brings it back and there was not enough oat milk in it. She barely put any oat milk in it. Almost to the point where they're like, hey guys, oat milk's expensive. Barely put any. Because my whole milk coffee was milky as fuck. Now this one is just, it's still like dark brown. But I didn't say anything because I was like, I'm asking for too much now. I'm just going to take the, the L on the oat milk and it's fine. And I don't, I don't harbor any resentment about it at all. It's completely fine. But what do you, how do you feel about all that? <laughs> so first thing I'll say, uh, the first thing that, that, that I think about was the facial expression that she initially made when she was showing you the bagel. Uh, when you said I'm having a whole wheat everything and then she turns and she showed it to you Is that what she did as in like I need you to confirm this sir because I don't know who's this bagel belongs to She she was I was like, I think that's my whole wheat everything and then she was she asked the guy She's like whole wheat everything. He's like whole wheat everything and then I heard this other guy go. Yeah, I had a pizza bagel and I realized that pizza bagel man had gotten my bagel uh-huh. and then the guy handed him his pizza bagel but now my bagel had been tainted Mm-hmm. But when she said when she said holy bagel, she did no. When she said She's like, what did what did you get? Yeah, and then you said the holy bagel. I, like, I think that's. And then she kind of turned. Did she turn the bagel over to like show you the markings on it to have you like identify no. like no? Is this what you ordered? No, she the the guy who had made the bagel sort of like intervened. Okay, got it. Because how would how would you be expected to understand like the squiggly lines and the no, symbols no, that they would put that. on a bagel to like do extra locks XL or whatever? And she okay. rolled her eyes at the guy who fucked up, not at me. Okay. Um, second thing then, it is, you know, the, 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 the decision-making is so impressive that you went back the second time. I, <laughs> I admire the hell out of this. Um, I wanted a nice coffee and a nice coffee. I didn't say iced coffee. It was yeah. also a nice coffee. I wanted a nice coffee. And I'm like, bro, if I drink this, I'm going to be all gassy. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes gross. Yeah, I think I think you stood up for yourself and like going to the ba- go, getting a bagel is like a canon moment. Like it is a life changing type of situation. What do you mean a canon? Oh, like a canon. slogan? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so honestly, no. I just I just saw it's a, it's a comment. It's a thing people say on TikTok and stuff. Canon moment just means like a thing you'll never forget. Okay. Getting a bagel, it's a thing you'll never forget. I'm such a, I'm so old. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? You're like, it's a TikTok thing. Don't worry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so for just. Wait, wait, wait to say something because it's so easy to just like get in your head and being like, am I going to piss them off for complaining about something that they messed up? And right. So, there, there's a way to and, very nicely protest and advocate for yourself. You're just like, hey, it, it, it's a straightforward thing. There doesn't need to be emotion. It's like, hey, uh, um, I ordered this, but this is what I got. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a dick about it. And I think then everybody kind of reacts nicely. And I, I hope that that was the outcome of what I did. I, th- I, I think I was patient and nice and... I wasn't annoyed that they fucked it up, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, even if it's the most successful bagel shop, like a like a Pepe's or like a Sally's pizza equivalent, they don't want they don't want their customers to have a bad experience like that. I'm sure, like you know, in the heat of the moment, because it's a very tense. I mean, I, I think I know which bagel shop this is. It's very tense in the moment, very very busy. There's everyone's heads on a swivel behind the counter. I'm sure 
they're just gonna be like, ah, like, ah, like initial reaction when you, there's which somebody. One is it? Which one do you think it is? Pop up? No, no, it's mm. right around the corner for me. It's called Essa. Essa. It's like it's a it's a spot. Like there's okay. always foreigners like lined up, especially we live close to like some where some of them stay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, yeah, pop just, up's great too though. I think you handled it perfectly and just like way to stick up for yourself. That's, that's a story. Like if, if Hill dog is ever like doubting, like you're like your manliness and like your ability <laughs> to advocate as a partner, stand up for um, us. just share that story with your kids and your grandkids. Thank one day. You, Thank you, you. And dude, the milk thing, it, that, that is, that is, that gets messed up quite a bit. Whole oat. Yeah. You got to really, you really got to like, I hit the T. You oh. really, yeah, you got to You got to do it. You got to make them, you got to assume that they have headphones in and they can't hear anything and they can only go by like your, your mouth movements. Oh, hold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold. <laughs> oh, so happens, but I'm glad you went back. Thanks, man. Yeah. And it, there's something annoying about being a person objecting when you're asking for these sort of like alternative items. It's the, I, I worry about the way that it looks, but I think it was fine. Oat. I, this was supposed to be oat milk. Mm-hmm. I would never say it like that. You said it. You said it perfectly. Thank you you come much. in humbly and understandably. So come in gently. You fight for yourself. And it seemed like they said sorry, and they're like, "My bad." It was and, fine. And whatever. I was good. trying. I was making sure that the dude wasn't spitting in my shed. I was like, "Look." I was watching him when he was remaking the bagel. Yeah, there's a chance he did still, but. And <laughs> you assume, or maybe you thought that by my reaction with the toasted bagel situation, that I'm a toasted bagel guy. Mm. I hate. A toasted bagel. Is that interesting too? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like toasted bagels. Why? Because so, the butter gets wet. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so I'm fine with the butter being wet, but on a, it changes the texture of cream cheese. If there's a hot toasted bagel, hmm. it melts it and it makes and it displaces it all. Yeah. So it comes off the bagel out yeah. of the sides. Um, and yeah, so and the I don't parchment paper just, just gets wet and you can't hold it. But dude, if I'm in the Delta lounge, I'll toast my bagel because it's like, it comes from one of those 12 packs. Mm-hmm. If it's a shitty bagel, you got to toast it like Dunkin' Donuts bagel. Yeah. My, my poor father was so, so patient with us as kids. My brother and sister loved getting toasted bagels. We had a bagel spot right down the street every Saturday, whatever. He would just say, Hey, what do you want from the bagel bin? My sister, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, we had we had some really good, good bagel bagels spots. in the tri-state area. Yeah, especially New Jersey, New York. Hundred percent. Yeah. So my sister, can I have, can I have an everything uh, toasted with butter? My brother, can I have an everything toasted with butter? And then I said, can I have an everything not toasted with mm. butter? And so he will do that. And the, I will have. There will be a bagel that is not toasted in the bag amongst the two toasted bagels. But I'm sure you might think about this as someone that like freaks out about when they get their food and needing to eat it right away. When, when a soft bagel with butter is in a bag with two hot bagels with butter, the soft bagel the soft bagel gets hot. Yep, and then it baked. melts the butter. It's and, like baking out the car. And my dad, I, I apologize <laughs> to my my poor father, who I would visibly like. You turn him into a pa. I'd be like, Dad, you need to order it in a separate bag. And so my dad would put him in separate bags. That's, That's the amount hilarious. of power that I have. Nice dude, good. We're pulling out some bratty moments from Lynch. You're turning your dad, yeah. You're turning your dad into the lowest guy in the totem pole on the production set. Go order the bagels and the coffee. Okay, we got a not toasted butter for Ryan. Separate baggie for the separate blonde bag, boy. Separate bag. Yeah, I feel you on that. But dude, that's a great story. That that needs to be uh, written and studied. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. It's, to me, to me, just to to speak up for yourself is like awesome. It's hard. It's hard to. It, I, I I struggle with sometimes just like. 
uh like there, there's something happened at the restaurant with like my pita and everything like that and i i had the internal battle of whether or not i should say something and i ended up not saying anything um so it's it was it was nice that you battled for that for yourself thank you do you want to save it since we talk about it on the next episode yeah we'll save it okay so yeah, we talk about this in more in more depth uh the pita incident yeah on the next episode all right so we got an email from tj and I'm just going to read it as is. He's just going all over the place. It sounded like he had a lot of fun typing this. And we might have to bleep out a few things uh, when I come to edit it. But he said, hey, boys, it's me again. The motherfucking Seattle boy, TJ Newman. My boy. Did you read this? No. Have you seen this? I'll make today's email brief, boys. Or at least I'll give it the, quote, old college try. <laughs> I met this guy at my show, I think, by the way. You two have been cracking me up this week. Thank you for getting me going. I mean that. All work and no play makes TJ a dull boy. That said, you two young stout boys make my funny bone tickle. Okay, let's get to the meat here. For whatever reason, I can't stop laughing and get over Julio recently referring to, quote, Lynch Daddy's year after graduating from Quinnipiac as, quote, the famous year after. That could be the title of, quote, Rye Daddy's next sex tape with, <laughs> of course. <laughs> which I'll bleep. Uh, March is coming up, Lynch. Based off the prediction brackets, I've been sniffing. I'd say your old alma mater has a nice, quote, little chance of flirting with a higher seed in the tournament. If my boys from Iowa or Creighton play your boys in March, we should cross swords. Crossing swords emoji. Well, I don't think that was all that brief, boys, but TJ Newman may not be capable of making it brief for you two glory boys. Until next time, yours truly, TJ Newman. P.S. Who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> TJ, bless your heart, dude. Love it, love it. Very cute, very sweet. A lot going on, yet so little going on at the same time. He said a lot, but without, he didn't really say email. anything. He didn't say much. <laughs> but we appreciate the commentary and thoughts about the pod, guys. We love your emails. Appreciate it. Send them over whenever. Thanks. TJ, I did watch the first episode of uh, The Watchmen, and then I didn't watch it ever again since. And then I think HBO took it off their streaming platforms. So hate to see it. Yeah. So thanks for the emails, guys. You guys have sent a lot. We'll be getting through them. We always at least respond. Um, guys, I'm going to be in Albany and Syracuse uh, this upcoming, well, not this upcoming weekend, the week after next, I think, March 8th and 9th. March 8th, I'm in Syracuse. March 9th, I'm in Albany. Funny Bone. Come see me at, at either of those shows. Then I'm in Emmaus, Pennsylvania on the 30th of March. 4th to the 6th, I'm at the Comedy Loft in D.C. 7th, I'm, in the punchline, I'm at the Punchline in Atlanta. And then in June, I'm going to be at Helium in Portland. I forget the specific day. I think it's the June 19th, but don't quote me. Uh, adding more stuff to the schedule always. So come see me uh, and check out the pod at Oops Podcast, at Not Julio, at Ryan is really polite. You have anything else to add, Ryan? Uh, one last thing, just a, a note to the audience. This is, I think, our last time recording in this apartment. That's true. Which I just realized That's true. as we were wrapping up. It's been a good run. Yeah. So uh, we will be at uh, your new spot mm -hmm. come next time we record. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Onward and upward. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bye. guys. Peace.